Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be discussing single mum budgeting, including why to do it, how to do it, and the best tools to use. My name is Lucy Good, and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only anonymous forum. We've got ebooks and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But now for this podcast, I am ridiculously excited, and I mean that, to chat to Laura Higgins from the absolutely brilliant Money Smart website. Um, and now it's not just the Money Smart website that Laura works with, she actually leads ASIC's financial capability team, which is responsible for Australia's national financial capability strategy fostering collaboration across the government, business, community, education and research sectors to empower Australians to be in control of their financial lives. She also manages the Money Smart Teaching Programme, the Indigenous Outreach Programme and the Money Smart website. Um, in addition, Laura's a mother to two girls and lately, like most households with kids across the world, there's been lots of um, at-home activities, including craft, makeup, um, and baking happening in her house. Uh, Laura, welcome to the Beanstalk podcast. Thanks for having me, Lucy. Uh, it's really great to get you on, and I wasn't just saying it to be nice. Um, I really am genuinely excited to have you on the podcast um, because I'm a big fan of Money Smart. Um, I love the website, which is really user-friendly, heaps of free advice, and some really, really cool tools, which we'll be talking about today. And it's actually Money Smart alongside the Barefoot Investor that I recommend um, to any single mums looking for money support. Um, but now more than ever, we've got COVID-19 wreaking havoc with all of our finances in one way or another. And we've got to take control and make our money work for us more than ever. Um, I expect you've seen a big upturn in people looking for support and you've had your work cut out in 2020, Laura. Would that be, would that be right? Absolutely. It's been a really uh, big year so far for the team and they've done a great year in responding Firstly, at the you know, beginning of the year to bushfire support for mm -hmm. Australians that were making financial decisions that perhaps they were less prepared for than they'd hoped to be. Um, and, uh, and then now in this um, COVID-19 environment, um, the team have responded really quickly and you know, uh, worked long days to make sure that there's been information uh, available online that's accessible that's written in kind of plain language that is a safe place for people to start uh, when making their money decisions and just to understand some of the help that's available to them because what has been um, great to see is the response by communities by state and territory governments by the federal government around options for help for people but actually when you need assistance um, it, it is hard to where do I start you know how do I figure out what what I'm eligible for um, uh, what I need and I think when you're talking when you're thinking about money decisions um, money smart is a good place to start and it will often send you directly to um, 
some more local support or, you know, financial counseling, or you might head off from there to financial advice. But I think having a place to start where it's safe to kind of explore terminology or explore some options and prepare yourself for the next step. I think it's a really, um, they've done a great job in creating that safe place for people. And if you go to the website now, there's actually, I think, a banner across the top, isn't there, offering where you can click and you can get lots of um, support in relation to COVID-19. Yeah. And like you say, it's very easy to read. And of course, it is, it's government it's government support and it's free. So it's not one of those sites where you go to and before you know it, you've ended up um, paying for, for something. You, and, and that does make it feel like a safer space. You know, it's all given yeah. and it's all, it's all um, expert advice as well. So it's all correct. But I just want our listeners to know right now that although we will be discussing money in relation to COVID-19, um, as that's what's happening in the world right now, a lot of the advice that we're going to give today is evergreen. So it can be applied to your life at any time. Um, so stay listening. It's not just COVID-19, although we will be touching on it as well, because that's where we are and we may be in this situation for quite a while. Um, but yeah, stay with us and find out what you need to know about managing your money. Right. Are you ready for my questions, Laura? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, my first one is going to take us right back to the beginning because I'd like you to explain to us what a personal budget is and why it's so helpful. Oh, thanks, Lucy. Look, that is a great place to start and also a place where people will often tune out, right? The word budget, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, is a word that doesn't resonate with everyone. For some people, um, budgeting is a very detailed spreadsheet and being on top of every exact dollar and having a really specific plan. And for some people that works and that's great. But actually, you know, a budget more loosely is, I know what money's going out, I know what money's coming in. It doesn't have to be, unless that suits you, you know, a very detailed plan um, on that crazy Excel sp spreadsheet. And I think most of us have ways of tracking our money. So it's some ways of knowing how much you're spending, what's going out, what are the tough times? You know, what times of the month are tough for us? When do we have, um, you know, how many days after payday uh, do we start to worry, for instance, about whether or not we're making uh, the next bill? Um, so I think tracking your money, knowing your money, um, knowing the ins and outs of your, you know, spending and your, you know, your debt, etc., is really an important place to start. And it's just a start. A budget's not a thing you can do once and then not touch again. It's really knowing what's happening with your money all the time because lots of us have paychecks that, you know, they aren't the same every pay. Um, you know, it changes often. Our expenses change throughout the year. We're surprised by things or we have once expenses that we've planned or we're saving for something. So I think it's really important to not see it as a, it's got to add up exactly as I expected when I started because it's a living thing. So you have to invest and take the time in understanding where your money's going, but don't be hard on yourself when it doesn't all add up as you expected in the first go and you expect it to be different kind of every time as life changes. So the word budget, I think people think, well, it must balance to zero, uh, but I don't think that's how life works. So uh, I would like people to not be discouraged and understand that it's, um, it's a process and to just really be kind to yourself, that just knowing the ins and outs, knowing where your money, what's coming in and what's going out will make you feel more comfortable, will know when to ask for help. Um, you know, it might 
uh, signal to you, you've got to make some changes or signal an opportunity where you can put a bit more in savings. Mm. And I, I think it's that the saying knowledge is power, I think is, is very true. And certainly with your money, if you don't really know how much is going out and coming in each week, um, then you can't really have any control over your money and do anything clever to change your circumstances for the better. So it's about having that knowledge of what's happening to your money, um, which I think is so important as well. And for me, that's a feeling of just being able to relax a little bit, even if my money isn't working for me quite as well as I'd like it to. Just knowing what's going on is a feeling of, oh, okay, I've got, I've got this under control. I know what's happening and I know what I need to do. So often that's the case. It's just about taking control of something in your life and making changes for the better if you can. Hmm. I think, I think that's right. Like being in control doesn't mean having no debt or having lots of money. Being controlled to your point is knowing, okay, these are the choices I might have to make, or this is where I might go to for additional help, or this is what I'll do next. This is my plan for a 12 months time or 24 months time. And I guess another point leading on from that is sometimes people think, oh, well, I don't have any money. You know, I I have Mm. no money. There's no point in the budget, but we all have money. Um, mm. and you know, even if a budget is not just for those people who have a lot of money and they're planning on doing all these crazy, exciting things with it, a budget is for everybody, isn't it? Well, that's right. I think regardless of how much income you might have, we're all making financial choices all the time. So what we eat, what we, you know, how we shop, how we travel, um, what's our, you know, what is the transport we're using? These are all money choices that Mm. we're making. Um, So those financial choices um, might be better informed by just you know, keeping track of, of some, in some budgeting way, keeping track of, of, of the comings and goings, but it isn't necessarily about the amount of money. And in my experience, often people with the least amount of money are the best budgeters. Like they yeah, are so on top of their money. <laughs> and mom, so really good. good. <laughs> so good. So good with money. And I think that um, coming to uh, approaching the issue, approaching managing your financial life with confidence to say, I got this, like I am good at this and I can make a dollar work for me, um, you know, and to own that, to say, I'm good with this money. I'm, I'm excellent at budgeting actually. And really changing that narrative and, and people really checking in on, on the great things they're already doing. I think it's really important. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, you have already mentioned that budgeting can seem overwhelming and it can sometimes come in the form of a very complex, scary spreadsheet with lots of different tabs. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't have to be that difficult, does it? Can you talk us through how to simplify the process and what tools we can use to do a budget? So, you know, budgeting can look so different for for people now, in particular, uh, well, banks and things have such great apps, like there's all this stuff Mm -hmm. on our phone now that we can really track exactly where our dollars are going. So when we were spending a lot of cash, you might have $20 at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, you have five, you don't really know what you did with the 15, bought a coffee, did something else. I'm not sure, right? But now if we're paying for things on our phone, or if we are, you know, being able to access immediately what's happening in our bank account, we can start tracking how, how we spend our money. So I think that 
using the tools that you're already familiar with, like say your banking apps, that's one way to start. Um, and another is just going through your bank statements. That's, that's an interesting place to, to start a budget because I would say lots of people find a little bit of savings there. Like, oh, I didn't know I was paying for that or what is that extra fee? And it might just be a couple of dollars, but it could be some strange hangover something, uh, you know, membership or something you weren't um, aware of. Um, so just understanding your bank statement, um, paying attention to your app. And um, if there are points in a month where you, you know, typically um, 10 days after payday, that's a struggle. Maybe looking at that kind of pattern to say, can I create some smoothing? Can I anticipate those kind of spends? So the first step I would always say is, know just know where your money's going right now just understand it and then from there figure out what kind of choices you might want to make and you might want to make some scheduled payments you might want to create more of a you know um, a, a plan uh, and have that kind of more formal budget maybe even using the money smart budget tool but that can be um, that can be tricky if you've not done a budget before, right? It's a, it might feel overwhelming. But um, using the apps that you've already familiar with, like banks, banks, you know, the, it's great. I love seeing people say, oh, money's invisible. It's difficult. But I think it's more visible than ever. Like I can tell immediately that I've spent this much money at the shops and I can look through my statements and I can see, you know, exactly what I've spent and understand um, my patterns a bit better. Um, and then I can, from there, understand if that's the spending choices that are working for me. Are they right for me? Can I make some changes? Um, and then I can start setting some goals when I'm more comfortable uh, with understanding what changes I might want to make and what changes I can make. Yeah. And I, it's interesting, actually, because I know there's quite a lot of great uh, personal budgeting apps out there and in fact we've even got um, a, an article on our website just recommending some of the top ones and just listing what the advantages of them are but for me I am um, you know I, I don't I can't use an app very easily <laughs> I don't know if they're just mm. a bit old but um, I much prefer using the money smart budget which you say um, is can seem a little bit overwhelming I find it the easiest thing ever. So I think it is about what you, you know, what you, what works for you. I'm just not a phone yeah. person. I'm much more of a laptop or desktop person. So I like using something that's a bit bigger and clearer. Um, but yeah, the apps are fantastic in that. I think they can actually link into your bank accounts, can't they? And they can give you, a, say, for example, a nice colourful pie chart of what you've been spending your money on. So things yeah. like that. It's, fantastic and even as simple as um in my e-course um we cover a whole range of topics but we do just very very lightly touch on financial and one of the things we have is an exercise called the purse nurse and it's just a week of listing your incomings and your outgoings just to mm. get a rough idea of what's going on so you can either go really really small or you can take it all the way and like the other thing with the budget is that if you do go for doing a budget rather than using um, an app, is would you agree, Laura, that it take yeah it can take quite a while to put the figures in first of all because you've got to go and find your utility bills and things like that to find out how much you're spending. But once it's in, yes, you do have to keep going back and say nurturing it. But it's yeah. quite easy and quick to tweak it, isn't it? The initial works at the beginning. 
Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, and I certainly, I love that you use the Money Smart Budget Planner and I certainly would encourage people to explore if that was, you know, something that would work for them. But you're right, it does involve in setting it up. You know, it is, um, you do need to get some of your paperwork together and do that kind of housekeeping, that financial housekeeping, if you will. Um, now, uh, for some people, they're spending a bit more time in Australia, they're spending a bit more time at home and maybe that is the mm. time to to be That's looking through the yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 be looking through those um those uh, the mail and uh, uh the the bills your home to get the bills um but i think that um <laughs> i i think that it is something that you know you might want to do in chunks like you said like well, okay once a week i sit down and i add a bit more and i you know get a few more details maybe it is overwhelming to set up something quite formally all at once but once you do it, um, I think you do feel, everyone does feel like, huh, I've accomplished that and I know where all that information is. And sometimes you find some savings there. Sometimes you're surprised, like, didn't know you were paying that much on your insurance. And is that the right insurance for you, for instance? Yes, yeah. You know, can you do better? So I think coming to it with a view of it's not just about recording your outgoings um, and uh, your financial responsibilities, but also looking at them is this the right health cover for me? Is this the right insurance for me right now? Have my circumstances changed? Um, I don't think I've ever spoken to someone that's gone through that process that hasn't found a savings, actually. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And I love what you're saying right now because it leads me perfectly on to my next question for you, which is how a one of the great things about doing that personal budget is how it red flags overspending. So... Mm. Um, can you just give us some tips on how to save money on outgoings if our expenses are too high rather than looking at sure. that budget and going, Oh my God, I wish I had never done that <laughs> because my, yeah. my expenses are too high. What can we actually take action with to make changes there? So I think that um, if you, if you look at what your outgoings are, so for instance, if you have a credit card, right, if you have a credit card and you've had a balance on your credit card for a long time. That's not the way credit cards were designed. Credit cards were designed for, um, you know, kind of using over the short term, their high interest rates. If you've got something hanging on your credit card for a long time, maybe it's better for you to have a different kind of product. You know, does a personal loan suit over the credit card? Can you talk to your lender and perhaps consider closing down that credit card and have a personal loan that has a lower interest rate, for instance, right? Um, now, I have to say that anything that I'm saying here is, you know, guidance and information and it's not advice. You know, that is not what we do. I think that it does suit people. You know, at times in our life, we do need to find that personal financial advice. Um, but this is just kind of general information. Yeah. And this information is available on Money Smart. Um, so I don't want everyone to say, well, <laughs> Laura Higgins said, well, I must do this. <laughs> um, but, but looking at just the products that you have and being able to find a savings there, lots of people are looking at mortgages. If you have a mortgage right now, Lots of people, and we see this traffic on Money Smart. Lots of people are looking at the mortgage calculator and approaching their lenders about, um, you know, renegotiating their mortgage and getting a better rate. So when's the last time that that people did that? Mm. So when often when we talk about spending, we talk about, you know, especially when we talk about women, we say, oh, shop less, you know, spend less on frivolous things. I don't. Uh, 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 I would like us to focus on how are we interacting with our real money, our real financial choices. You know, I think we're probably can make those choices around spending around shopping, for instance, but actually looking at 
our mortgages, our financial products, our, our, you know, our insurance and saying, can I have a savings there? Can, can this company do better for me here? Is there a better product for me, a cheaper product that still meets my needs? Um, and I think that that is the place reshopping those, those fees and charges around your current financial products. That is the place I would start if you were looking to save money. And then from there, obviously you're making decisions around needs and wants and making plans for bill smoothing, you know, having a little bit of money aside because you know you have a big electricity bill coming up, for instance. It's awful to be surprised by those big bills. Mm -hmm. So actually working your way back from those and putting money into a separate account, that often works for people. Um, you know, a little bit off at a time. You don't notice that as much from time to time. Having money aside to pay for big costs in a year, like going back to school and those kind of things, right? So having accounts that you might put a little bit of money in, a in at a time, sometimes, you know, it feels easier. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking as well, I was just making a note there because something I, I wanted to say, what you were just saying before your last point was around how you can phone around and you can make, um, you can you can have save you can make a bit of a saving say on one of your utility bills and you might think oh mm. goodness is it really worth me you know changing provider just for such a small saving but if you do it across the board you could actually save quite a significant amount of money over the course of the year and i think again with so many australians sitting at home at the moment perhaps I'm not good. I mean, I was going to say tapping their fingers, but that would probably anger some people because I know there are so many people who are so busy working at home and looking after kids. But, you know, if you do have some spare time, this is a great time to phone around. And if you could save on just two utility providers over the course of the year, that would be quite significant, wouldn't it? it really, it, it does make a big difference, you know, having um, $5 here and there, you know, and $20 here and there. It really will it adds up and it's your money it's your money so you know you want to be doing the best things and and, and the things that you want it to be doing you know so yeah. if you want to um there, there are real like i said there's real opportunities to to look across the board if you have what is your internet provider offering you um you know uh people want to uh keep your business um and there is often um, a better deal, but you're right to say you do have to invest the time. So doing one thing at a time, you know, making a plan now to say, I'm going to look at my insurance this week. Next week, I'm going to look at my say internet provider. The next week I'm going to look at, you know, my, my bank, my, my bank account details. And if this is the right account for me, some people are, for instance, an offset mortgage account, um, but don't actually use them as such an offset mortgage accounts. Um, are more expensive often to have mm. so you know just things like that but maybe just do do one thing at a time I yeah. think if that's your um if, if you're if you're keen to do that too much all at once I think yeah no I think that's a great idea do something every week and don't be put off by as I say by thinking oh well the saving's so small is it really worth it because yes it is worth it if you do it with several different utility providers or insurance people or internet people um but yeah and also love that about phoning up your mortgage company and seeing whether you can make some savings there or you know often it's that just the initial phone call isn't it to tell them you're thinking of changing is enough that's right to a little a little discount now that's a worthwhile phone call to make um but yeah. look 
we find ourselves, um, if, we, if we do our budget and we find ourselves in this wonderful position of having excess income, <laughs> which we might not have when we first do our budget, but once we've made the tweaks we've just talked about, we might find we have some excess income. What steps should we take to ensure that this money isn't wasted and that it's working for us and for our financial future? Well, I think understanding your debts is probably really important. So if you have... Um, if you have debts where you're paying high interest on things, so credit card debts, that's often a great place to, to look to first because our credit cards are often, you know, have a very high interest rate. So, and, and sometimes in understanding, if you've got a lot of financial commitments and you find it a bit overwhelming, um, giving the National Debt Helpline a call, so that's 1-800-007-007, they're a great place to start and they connect people with a financial counsellor. Um, you don't have to be, you know, desperate to be accessing this free financial counseling. But if you have you know, a few things on your plate and you want some more personal guidance around that, um, the National Debt Helpline is a great place to start. And I would really encourage people not to wait until you know, they're feeling a bit frantic and desperate, but if they're just you know, would like some, a little bit of help, there's some great people on the end of the phone that can assist with that. So in, if you're trying to prioritize debts, um, I think in starting in that, and if that felt like a big process, I would be absolutely calling the National Debt Helpline to speak I'll to a link. I'll put a link to them on this. Yeah, where I and, and they've got a the oh, that's great. They've got a great website as well where they kind of talk about um, how you might prioritize your debts if you've got debts to pay off. Um, and then some people, you know, don't aren't carrying a lot of debt, um, but they do find themselves with a, a little bit of um, a few extra dollars. They might want to have. Um, a savings buffer. I think a savings buffer um, is really important. Probably at this point in time, it's a, it's a bad example because there's been so many big changes to people's employment circumstances at the mm -hmm. moment that even if you had a savings buffer, you wouldn't have necessarily been prepared for, for this kind of environment with COVID-19 circumstances. But having a an emergency fund or a savings buffer gives people a lot of confidence. There's always a surprise something you know there's a some, something that you're you know it's always a surprise <laughs> comes home from school or <laughs> an unexpected uh, pet related expense oh, yes, or uh, yes. uh, you know those kind of things um, and it is uh, really comforting to have a little bit of um, money put aside for those things and then the other thing I would really you know I'm always encouraging women to do is think about what their retirement looks like um, you, you know I think that women spent a lot, well, we know that women spend a lot of time focused on the everyday finances, you know, running the house um, and taking care of, uh, of others and often haven't taken the time to think about what life looks like in retirement. And if you look after your retirement right now and understand what might be happening in your retirement, what your retirement, you know, package looks like, what your, how you're going to fund your retirement, it means you'll be better placed to help your family, to continue to, you know, not be, you won't be a burden on your, you know, no one wants to be a burden. So getting on top of that now and understanding and having a plan around your retirement um, means you get to keep, you know, uh, helping your children as you want to and um, living independent lives and those kind of things. So I would really encourage people to, to think about what their retirement looks like and then consider, perhaps with some advice, how they might put some money aside for retirement or, you know, just setting their finances up um, so that they're ready when retirement, when, when, when it, when, when retirement surprises us all. 
Mm. Yes, it comes out of nowhere, mm. doesn't it? And I think yes. it's especially important if we've taken advantage of the early access to super. It might be that, mm. um, you know, we have to really concentrate on building that back up again because it's been wonderful to for people to be able to have access to, to that money if they've needed it. But we, you know, that it is a bit of a catch-22, isn't it? Because it also is going to be needed later on in life. So perhaps but, yeah. focusing on... on growing that if you have had to take some money out yeah I think it's great because I think that you know more than ever people are engaged with their super um, yes. the early access um, means that people have gone wait a minute what, what's happening with my super and and yeah. have been paying attention um, and maybe looking at their balances and such and um, you know super is one part of what we use to retire we might have uh, we might have you know, the house that we live in, or, um, you know, some people will have other investments, etc. Um, but it is just important to understand how those things interact with the pension. And, um, you know, the rules will probably change between now and, and, and when you when I retire, for instance, but um, just having a sense of what that looks like, um, mm -hmm. will then probably put me in a certain direction as far as what I want to invest now in my future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, my last question for you, and we're running a little bit low on time, which is partly my fault because I keep asking too many questions, but we've got <laughs> lots of single parents out there who are managing on a low income and they're, of course, having to be super careful with money um, in normal days as well as in COVID days. So other than budgeting, can you share with us some top tips to survive and thrive through these financial hard times? So, yeah, absolutely. I think that. Um, the most important thing for people to know is that um, they're kind of not alone in doing this, that um, mm. there is uh, help available. And I, you know, we did mention the National Debt Helpline um, and free financial counselling. You know, money used to be something that people, um, you know, were, there was shame attached to money. You know, if you didn't have enough money, there was some sort of, you know, then you should be ashamed. And I think that that is, um, I, I, that makes me quite sad because actually what I see with people uh, with people raising a family on a low income is I see amazing skill. You know, there should be no shame attached to that. There should be, I can make all of this work and do it on this small amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, now, that doesn't mean that someone else can't help you to, to do it even a bit better, to give you some tips or to help you with, with a, a debt that, you, um, that, you ha that you're holding on to and struggling to pay off. So I think just really talking about it is what I'm going to say first. That is my big tip, yeah. you know, talking about it, talk to your friends about it, um, call, talk, you know, access financial counselors, those free financial counseling services. There's lots of government, um, additional government services available, you know, and, and Money Smart could probably point you in some of those directions. And there's hardship assistance available to people. Just know that there's choice and you don't have to have all the answers, but reaching out, speaking to a financial counselor is probably the best place to start. And also looking after yourself is really important. In particular right now, you know, sometimes money's the thing that keeps us up at night. Money's the thing that, you know, is, is this black cloud and looking after yourself, your, your well-being, your financial well-being, your mental health you know they're all quite connected so know that investing in being in control of your financial lives often has this positive flow on you know to your family and to you know your the people around you so i think talk about it there should not be shame attached to this 
you know, attached to money. Um, lots, everyone makes bad financial decisions. Everyone at some point in their life, everyone has a story to tell about that. Um, so I think it's really important to just think everyone has been in my shoes in some way or another. Uh, everyone's made poor decisions or everyone has needed help at some point. So reach out for help. Uh, know you're not alone and actually take the time to pat yourself on the back and say, for the most part, I do a really great job with this. I am not buying crazy expensive fruit that's out of season or I am not, you know, spending money on the most expensive car. You know, look at back at your good financial decisions and know that, you know, you're good at this as well. That doesn't mean you won't make mistakes um, and that doesn't mean you won't need help, but it never means for most people that they're terrible at it. So changing that narrative um, and that self-talk is really important. Yeah, and I think it's really good what you've said because I'm going to circle right back to the beginning when I asked you the first question and I and we were talking about knowledge around money and knowledge is power with money so much, isn't it? So reach, first of all, as you say, accepting that, you know, we need some support, we need to know a bit more about it and then reaching out for that support because it is there and the Money Smart website can provide that or it can point you into the more specific direction to get help because we're not taught these things at school are we and we need to we need to perhaps talk to a professional and learn how to do it but once you've learned Mm. you can make better decisions so get the knowledge you weren't born with the knowledge and it's certainly for single mums who have maybe come out of a relationship where they didn't have control of the money or they only had part control of it they they may need to know a little bit more in order to take control of their own personal finances. But that's quite exciting because you're in control mm. then. Um, and then you have the power to make, make more choices and to move forward the way that you want to, to get what you want from life. So yeah, reach out and get the support that you need. Knowledge is power. I'll go back to that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And I think building confidence is really important. And, you know, Lucy, I'm, I'm sure you're inspiring um, many women to do exactly that, to be more confident in their choices and to know that they have choices. So if people feel like so desperate and that they don't have choices around money, I'm going to remind them that there are choices and there is help available if they need it. Yeah, definitely. So with that in mind, um, can you just run us through where we can go to find Money Smart um, and what kind of things we can find over there other than the budget planner, which we've talked about? Absolutely. So, you know, go to moneysmart.gov.au and, um, you know, the website is visited, was visited last year by 10 million Australians. So that's like one in two working adults. So it's a really, um, you know, it's a really popular site and um, really really accessible and easy to understand and divided up into things like budgeting, uh, looking at your superannuation, um, looking at your credit, you know, and you can do things like um, use a tool to say, if I pay this much on my credit card, this is how quickly I can do it. So play around with some different scenarios and put in a bit of your personal information, do a bit of retirement planning there. So there's information and there's tools and calculators and places to go to for help and also some great suggestions for, you know, savings. And there's even some things that um, sometimes kids are doing in schools. We have a Money Smart uh, for Teachers program. And, um, you know, kids are learning about money at school and maybe having some of those conversations uh, with your kids 
is it will be really helpful. You can learn together. So I would encourage you to check it out, you know, follow us on Facebook or on Twitter um, and, and just engage with your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I'm, I really, I'm a real advocate for the site because it isn't overwhelming. It's really easy to understand. You sort of go there and think, oh, there's stuff here that I can actually, I can actually understand. I'm always, I always um, describe myself as a words person, not a mm. money, not a figures person. I mean, I even get confused <laughs> if there's too many zeros on the end of a number. I can't work out what to say. And it's, it's a bit of a running joke in my family. Um, but the Money Smart website has managed to help me. So basically, if it can help me, it can help anyone, which is why I was so, so pleased to have you guys on talking to me today. It's fantastic. Um, but look, Thank you for providing us with um, that information so we all know where to go to get the support that we need. And, and thanks, Laura, for coming onto the podcast and for helping us navigate budgeting, um, as well as many other aspects of our money in general, but also during this time of COVID craziness that we're in. Thanks for having me, Lucy. It's been a great chat. Yeah, it really has. Thank you so much. And to all uh, the single mums who are listening in today, um, I hope this chat will encourage you to start or maybe revamp an old budget. Um, As I've said many times, I use and love the Money Smart template and it's so easy to use and it gives me a great sense of just being in control, um, which I love. So I highly recommend you head over to the Money Smart website, check it out, and also have a play around with some of those other super cool money tools over there. Um, and remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more great podcasts like this one, but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey. And you can chat to me anytime on our anonymous single mum forum or, or on the Single Mum Vine Facebook group. And they're also reached through the website. And one final point before we leave you, I'm going to ask if this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews we can get the easier these podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys so until next time ladies goodbye